What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Guest Friday and Not Your Average Boston Sports Podcast. I am your host, Garrett Hayden. As always, you can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, and you can follow our social pages on Twitter and on Facebook this week on Guest Friday, welcoming back a returning guest, uh, John Veneziano, to talk uh, U.S. men's national team. Uh, John, what's up, man? Yo, how's it going? It's good. I'm really excited to have you. This is a, an exciting time for the for the men's national team at the moment. Absolutely. With some uh, friendlies, obviously one was played uh, the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another friendly, they got Nations League. So there's a whole lot of stuff going on right now. So um, obviously the game against Morocco went pretty well for Team USA. Oh, yeah. A three- Three nothing win, two goals in the first half, a goal in the second half. Um, so a pretty good showing from Team USA, John. Oh yeah, absolutely. As somebody who was looking for a really good performance from the US, you definitely got it last night. Mm-hmm. Um, Morocco is not a bad team either. You know they're one of the best teams in Africa. They're going to the World Cup. Um, so to see the US come out and put together a really convincing performance like that. Um, is definitely a really good sign heading into these next few games. Mm-hmm. Something I was curious about when I was watching it is how do they how do they go about scheduling these games, doing like the friendlies? So a lot of it's dependent on kind of the the FIFA calendar. You know when they FIFA schedules these international breaks. Um, so. Mm-hmm a lot of times the U S will have to schedule games within that window before these players go back to their club teams for the preseason and in regular intervals throughout the regular season. So sometimes it can be kind of a tight window. Um, and that's the challenge that international soccer brings. Gotcha. So, um, a good performance for team USA, you know, goals, um, in the first half from, from Aronson and way, um, I thought the two of them were really good. I mean, Pulisic obviously was great. That was a, beautiful play on that first goal Uh, yeah it was filthy it was I mean I thought Aronson was probably the best player last night 100 percent he was really good for most of the game Um, really excited to see him in the Premier League this year just signed for Leeds Um, so that's going to be really cool Um, and yeah it was really good offensive display from the guys and um, definitely a lot of exciting moments in the attack that were good to see yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, a game that Team USA had a uh, slight possession advantage. Um, the shots on goal were were pretty even, but, you know, good to see them get some early goals. You know, it seems like, you know, a lot of games that I watch, they, you know, put on a lot of pressure early in games, but can't score. So mm-hmm. it's good to see them get a couple early goals uh, in the first half. For sure. Uh, and, you know, obviously it's a friendly, so it's not you know, imperative that they win, but it's huge. Right. Like a, a good performance like that. Mm-hmm. It'll give you a good confidence boost going forward too, right. especially for a lot of the guys that, you know, haven't played in a little bit to get the, you know, get back going with the team and, you know, grinding. Yeah. Um, so then Team USA gets another goal in the second half, a penalty kick goal uh, from Haji Wright, who um, admittedly, you know, I'm someone that has, some knowledge about the players on the team, but he is not someone that I've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any, anything you could tell me about him? 
Haji Wright is actually a really, really good story. He's 24 years old. Um, actually, he, him and Christian Pulisic were the big youth names back in the day in the U17 program. Um, obviously, their career paths have gone totally different. Um, it was funny because Pulisic initially got signed by Dortmund in the Bundesliga. Um, they were actually at a tournament to scout Wright, not Pulisic, in, when they were growing up. Um, in the end, they went with Pulisic and Wright has had kind of a topsy-turvy club career um, since then. He had a really big breakout year in Turkey this year. He scored uh, 15 goals for Antalya Spor in the Turkish Super League, um, which is not a bad competition. He scored eight goals in his final eight games. And now he's with the U.S. team for the first time at the age of 24. So it's a really good comeback story if you're into the kind of the redemption um, arc for players. Um, it's a really good feel-good story. That's really cool. I mean, that's that's definitely something that that you could get behind, you know, a redemption-type story. And I think, you know, it kind of is a microcosm of the team in general because, you know, they are kind of a redemption team, you know, redeeming the squad that didn't make the World Cup in, in 2018. So Absolutely. That's, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so taking a look at kind of what the, the roster looks like for, you know, June. Um, were there any, any, was there anything that you wanted to, to touch on with any of those like decisions about guys that were chosen or perhaps guys who weren't chosen? Um, I mean, for the most part, I think it was kind of the expected group that you would see with, with Greg Bearhalter. I mean, a lot of, you know, the, the guys that have been there are there. Um, not trying anything too crazy in this camp. He wants to build as much chemistry as he can with the group and the remaining time that they have before the World Cup. Um, he did include some new players, though, which was great. Um, you know, Haji Wright, obviously, being that first one. Um, Cameron Carter-Vickers is back into the fold for the first time in a few years. He had a fantastic year in Scotland, and so it's great to see him rewarded for his good play. Um, a- another interesting name is Malik Tillman. Um, 19 year old kid from Bayern Munich in Germany. Um, the U S got him to switch from the German youth program to the commit to the U S program. And he's a really exciting young youth talent, um, that would bolster the squad. He got his debut last night as well. Um, and then Georgi Mihailovic made the roster for the first time in a few years, been killing it in MLS. Unfortunately, he had to withdraw with an ankle injury. Um, but it's good to see Greg call in some guys that have earned it in terms of form, which is what he's looking for. That's good. That's, that's, um, obviously really important for a time like this. Um, you know, obviously we know, we know Matt Turner pretty well from, uh, you know, with his time with the revolution. So yeah, coming to an end soon. Yeah, no, I know that is, uh, definitely, (laughs) definitely difficult, but. Um, you know, good to see him in net. You know, I really think mm-hmm. that gives Team USA a great chance to win anytime he's playing. Oh, for sure. He's been fantastic when he's played. Um, so obviously, you know, we talked about uh, Pulisic and, and Aronson and, and Wea that all played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any are there any forwards that you're curious about watching for the next couple games? Well, I'm actually, I'm interested, you know, Jesus Ferreira got the start last night. He had a couple of chances early on in the game that, you know, he didn't finish. He's the leading scorer in MLS this year with nine goals. Um, 
you know, I thought he was, he was all right. He was about kind of what we expected, but I'd be excited to see if Haji Wright starts the next game. You know, he came on as a sub and he scored, um, you know, against Uruguay, it's a totally different beast on Sunday. Uh, that's one of the top teams in South America, and that's going to give the U.S. a real test. Um, but I would like to see Wright start from the beginning. And then in terms of, you know, wingers and kind of the front three, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Bear Halter go with Pulisic and Weah again, um, just to give them some games against teams at a high level before the Nations League. Gotcha. Um, and then, you know, you just alluded to it with the uh, Uruguay game. Um you know, obviously it's going to be going to be a tough game, but what are some things that you're looking at in, in that game? Um, I'd like to see the U.S. come out and be aggressive again. I think that's kind of their M.O. Um, with these games. Greg wants to get up and, you know, press the other team and get the ball and really put the other team under pressure from the start. Um, the U.S. usually play better when they're on the front foot rather than when they're going behind and trying to chase the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think trying to keep that in mind, I think, Definitely for the next game, something they could work on is maybe their transition defense. They, they definitely gave up a few opportunities to Morocco um, when they were kind of breaking in the first half, mm-hmm. um, which I think they could kind of limit a little bit. That's one area that I'd like to see them better at. And, you know, just a little bit more squad rotation, you know, seeing some guys that didn't play, obviously, in the game that, um, that just happened against Morocco. Um, you want to see what your main guys have in these big games, but you also want to see what your, your depth guys have to see really who has a chance to make that squad and who has a chance to, you know, impress the coach and make an impact. Mm -hmm. What, uh, what can you tell, tell me and tell the listeners about Uruguay that, that, you know, so Uruguay's they're, they're a tough team. They're, they're a real gritty, you know, grinded out kind of team. Um, They don't always play, you know, the prettiest, um, you know, they've got good players. Uruguay, Uruguayan players have always had big success with big European teams. You know, Suarez is still, you know, he's getting older, but he's still kind of a force for them. Um, Valverde, who won the Champions League with Real Madrid this year um, in the midfield. Um, you've got Jose Maria Jimenez at the back, who plays for Atletico Madrid, one of the top teams in Europe. Um, just a lot of really good players. Benton Core, who plays for... Um, Tottenham in the Premier League. Um, just a really good, solid team. They did finish third in South American qualifying um, for the World Cup. So um, South America is, in my opinion, by far the hardest confederation to qualify out of because you have the highest amount of quality teams and you have the hardest road to qualifying for the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a real, you know, gritty, grinded out team. You know, Uruguay made the World Cup semifinals in 2010. Um, they're a team that consistently makes the knockout stages of the world cup. So, um, it'll be a really, really good test. Well, I think that that's, that's going to be good for the team that they can have a test like this against the team. That's, you know, tough, a team that's kind of been there and done that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, looking forward to seeing how they match up. So that game is, uh, Sunday as, as John said in Kansas city, mm-hmm. uh, five o'clock on Fox. Um, there was something that I kind of noticed uh, this morning when I was reading through ESPN. There's something that Pulisic said about like the the fans like not like not being a lot of U.S. fans. Or like I wasn't sure exactly what he meant by that. Yeah. So there's a big point of contention about um, you know 
it was kind of controversial what he said because not a lot of people you know expected that probably coming from him um he's usually kind of a quieter presence rather than right. kind of talking in the media like that right. um you know i think it, it was more of a shot at the oh my goodness <laughs> um i think it was more of a shot at kind of the federation because the federation is known for their high ticket prices you're not going to go to a midweek game and want to spend two hundred dollars on a seat for, to watch the u.s play morocco in a friendly um so i think he's more saying like it's not the fans fault but the federation's fault for pricing the fans out of the game um, oh i see so he's kind of said that without saying it kind of thing because okay, he obviously okay. doesn't want to get in trouble but Sure. That's definitely, I think, what he alluded to. Hmm. So, um, kind of taking a further look ahead, Team USA will play um, a couple of uh, Nations League games um, next week and then into the week after Granada um, and El Salvador. Um, mm-hmm. What do you what do you expect for for those games? So those games, I would I would expect kind of some heavier rotation in the squad a lot of guys maybe that wouldn't be starting these games would be starting those games. Um, you know, the nation's league is, you know, you can have your opinion on what the nation's league actually is. A lot of people say, you know, it's a glorified friendly tournament against, you know, mm. lower opposition doesn't really benefit the U S too much, but it is still a good, you know, tune up game and a good um, opportunity for other guys to kind of show what they've got. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see, you know, some guys that, you know, maybe are bench options, in these two games start those games and kind of gel and get some more minutes and see kind of how they can do and where they go in the pecking order from there because this is a really good chance to impress for a lot of these guys Um, you're getting fewer and fewer opportunities before the world cup so you want to maximize the chances that you get to -hmm. show kind of greg you know what you've got and if you're an asset to the team moving forward sure um so you know you kind of answered a little bit but my next question was what exactly is the nation's league because i didn't i didn't really like i've heard it before but i don't really know what it, it, it is exactly yeah so the nation's league is kind of this new tournament new ish tournament um kind of developed by fifa um where kind of your teams in your federation so the u.s playing Concacaf, the north american federation um they kind of have these three different tiered leagues. So you have the nation's league, you know, league a, you have league B and you have league C and the top nations all play in league a, they'll all go at each other kind of almost like a mini gold cup um, in a way. Um, except the games aren't all at one time hosted in one country. Um, there's always home and away games. There's groups like there would be in a regular tournament. Um, the U S obviously played Grenada and El Salvador, um, which They've seen El Salvador and World Cup qualifying. Right. Um, they've made it tough for the U.S. at times. Mm-hmm. Um, Grenada, this is their first year in this tournament mm-hmm. uh, in Group A because they got promoted from Group B last year after doing really well. Um, so they're kind of a Caribbean island that the U.S. really should win like five, six, nothing against, I would say at least. Um, mm-hmm. But basically it's FIFA's way of kind of creating a little bit more competition between the teams in the confederation essentially. Um, and, you know, if you do well in league B or league C, you move up to the next one. And then your goal is to get in league A and win the whole thing. The U S are the defending nations league champions. Um, they did beat Mexico three, two in an extra time thriller 
uh, last year, which was one of the best U.S. games I've ever watched. So um, it's definitely definitely worth a watch. These early round games can be a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a, a walkover for the U.S., but definitely worth watching. Gotcha. Um, and so kind of going into the next little topic, um, you know, injuries, unfortunately, have kind of crept up for Team USA in the last yeah. couple weeks and months um but i did want to say i did want to touch on weston mckinney mm-hmm. uh, who is back on the on the roster yes um, had a broken foot in february um what do you expect from him do you think we see him in in any of these games i think Greg's going to use him mostly as a substitute. You know, McKenney just got back from his injury, played the final game for Juventus. He played 14 minutes against Fiorentina, so he didn't really play much. Um, I think his main thing right now is just to get back to fitness and get back to being able to play 90 minutes, which I don't think he's going to be able to do this camp. But he did play um, off the bench, as you said, in the game last night. Um, I, yeah, he, we know what he, he is at this point. He's one of the leaders on this team. He's one of the best players on this team. And uh, this camp isn't going to change what the coach's perception of him is. So I think, you know, they're going to use him sparingly and just want him to continue to recover from kind of where he was at. Um, But yeah, as you said, injuries have been a huge, huge storyline for the squad um, over the course of the qualifying window. So I'm hoping that that isn't the case going forward. I think it was... It's also Miles Robinson that's dealing with an injury. It's an Achilles, right? He's going to miss the World Cup, unfortunately. Um, He tore his Achilles for Atlanta when he was playing um, a few weeks back in MLS, and his recovery is going to take him past the World Cup. So um, that's kind of a – a lot of people would like to act like that isn't a huge loss, but it is a relatively, you know, large loss in terms of the fact that he was one of the most played players by Greg. Uh, during qualifying um if you were to pick like a center back tandem it would be him and walker zimmerman probably as greg's preferred and now you've got an opportunity for all the other center backs that are going to try and take his spot um and it frees up a spot for the world cup so that's going to be very interesting who do you who do you see as like maybe some front runners for that spot i think right now if you're going to go with anybody you go with chris richards um He had a really good season. Well, I wouldn't say he had a really good season. He was another one that was on the injury shelf quite a bit. But when he played, he was pretty decent for Hoffenheim in the Bundesliga. Um, He's going back to Bayern Munich. Um, There's rumors that he could be going to the Premier League with Crystal Palace. Um, So that's he's one of our only center backs that's playing at like a premier level competition. He's only 22 as well. So he's really young. Um, I think also a surprise name could be either Cameron Carter Vickers or Eric Palmer Brown. Uh, Those two guys are both on this roster. Carter Vickers played in the second half last night. It was really good for the most part. Um, Palmer Brown had a really good year in France with uh, Troyes in Ligue 1. And I think, I think he's got a real shot to kind of go towards the, uh, make the uh, world cup roster as well. John Brooks, I wouldn't include him. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. He's by far, I think, our best defender at this point, but he's got beef with Greg, so I, I don't see that happening, unfortunately. Um, so, you know, it's funny. I just thought of this now that um, I don't think we had, like, officially talked since the World Cup draw, 
Um, so, you know, I don't know if it makes sense at all to take a look at uh, some of the teams that they'll be playing in their group. Oh, absolutely. England, Iran, and then the winner of Ukraine and Wales, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. I think those two teams are playing soon, correct? Yeah, it's in it's later on in the month. I'm not quite sure the exact date, but um, yeah, yeah, Ukraine just beat Scotland 3-1. So they'll go on to play Wales. So Wales and Ukraine winner will play Team USA in their first uh, World Cup match, which is scheduled for uh, November 21st. Then they'll play England on the 25th, and then they will play Iran on the 29th. Um, so just kind of your overall thoughts as to the group draw that they had, uh, was it a couple months ago? Yeah, I think it was back in, back in March. I think it was, uh, it seems like such a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I definitely, the U S has a really good chance to get out of this group. I think it was a pretty favorable draw. Um, if I'm being honest, England, obviously, you know, that's the big team in this group. Um, everybody in England plays top tier teams in Europe. We have their big players for those teams as well. That's going to be a really difficult matchup. Um, us do have a good history against England in the world cup. Um, they've actually never lost to them in the world cup, um, when they've played them. So that's a little encouraging. Um, I think the big game is going to be against Wales or, or Ukraine that I think is going to decide whether the U S get out of the group or not. Um, I would personally rather have Wales than Ukraine. Uh, we've played Wales before. We've played them to a draw. Um, Ukraine scares me right now. Uh, just the fact of, you know, they're playing with a lot of motivation with everything, you know, that's going on in the world, obviously there. Yeah. Um, they want to give their fans something, you know, to cheer about, obviously in kind of a grim time for Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of Iran, I think a lot of people underrate Iran. Um, they're one of the best teams in Asia. Um, but I think that's a game the U.S. should get three points at. If there's one game in the group that the U.S. should win, it should be that game. Um, and it could be come down to the final final minutes, kind of like it did in 20, you know, 2010 yeah. when we played Algeria. Yeah, let's hope not. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. But <laughs> we'll see. The World Cup is it's a different animal. Yeah. Um, you know, it, things get crazy and everybody's playing so hard. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, it just feels so good to go back to that. Yeah. After missing in 2018. Um, yeah. I don't want to say I'm just happy to be back because, you know, you always want more. But, sure. yeah, you know, um, I, I have high hopes that the U.S. will get out of that group. They mm-hmm. just got to stay healthy. Um, that's the big thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think, yeah, as you said, it is a different beast. And, you know, you can play the qualifying games that, you know, yeah, in theory do mean something. But you know, there's nothing like playing in a World Cup game, you know, yeah. obviously playing in the games that they're playing in now. It's it's nothing like what it's going to be in November. Right. It's, you know, it's every player's dream to play in the World Cup. It's the pinnacle of the sport. Um, yes. And, you know, playing and qualifying is difficult. It's a grinded out process to get to the World Cup where nothing's guaranteed. Right. Um, and, you know, those players that have qualified for the World Cup have absolutely earned it. So I, I give them a lot of credit to getting to that point, especially after last cycle. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming, obviously, it's a dream of yours to go to the World Cup. It's oh, like, yeah, duh. <laughs> and it'll, it'll be like in North America in a, in a number of years, right? Yeah, 2026, U.S., Mexico, Canada, all hosting. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. Foxborough is on the list of potential stadium sites. So 
that would be something. I would love to go to that. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll really be uh, exciting. You know, when that when that time comes. But yeah, obviously you have you have this World Cup coming up in in November. So you know, mm-hmm. looking forward to that. I'm sure we'll we'll have you back at some point close to that. Oh yeah, no doubt. I I'd love to come back on talk talk a little bit. That would be that would be great. Um, any other any other uh, U.S. things that you wanted to to get to? Um, let's see. Uh, if you're into the youth tournaments, U.S. U20s are playing in the Concacaf U20 Championship this month as well. Chance okay. to go to the U20 World Cup, where the U- U.S. typically do really well. Um, a lot of exciting young players on that team to watch out for that will probably be relevant for 2026. Um, so, um, that will be all televised on, uh, TUDN, the Spanish channel, and it's also going to be on Fox sports. So keep an eye out for that in June down in Honduras. And, uh, you guys can keep an eye out for, for John's content on Instagram. Yes, you can. Um, at, uh, what, what's the, what's the acronym again? F-U-S-M-N-T. Okay. There you go. All lowercase, no spaces. Yeah. So yeah, you can you can check out John's content on uh, on Instagram. Um, well, great having you, John. Great having you back. Uh, look forward to having you maybe again later down the road as we get closer to the World Cup. Absolutely, it was fun coming on here again. Absolutely. All right, everyone. We will uh, be back with you guys on Monday with a new episode. Enjoy Guest Friday this week.